twice You're part of everything Everything nice Even with your flaws You make them seem so right With a smile of an angel God is so surprised Something about the way you move The simple things you do There's reasons why I um, welcome to the This Is Dirty Podcast. My name is Jernique. I'm your host, and I'm here with a few of my nearest and dearest folks. Um, who's here? Who's here with me first? Who wants to say who's here with me first? Hi, you guys. Um, my name is Mo. Uh, A.K.A. Muhammad. A.K.A. Malcolm. Yes. Yes. It. Make sure you guys check out my music, please, and thank you. And who else is here? And my name is Francis, A.K.A. Skin Bay. Period. AKA. AKA Nikki's little sister. AKA Manka. Okay. <laughs> Next. <laughs> um, yeah, so happy Monday. Shout out to all the people that are listening. Shout out to people who just woke up on their way to work, doing whatever it is you do. Thank you for listening to the This Is Dirty Podcast. I don't like hard starts, but I like the start that you provided because it was very classy. Oh, thank you. And on our test try yesterday, um, you did that, and it, you posted it, and Angeli Yee posted you. Yeah, because, you know, they trying to run me this contract, but, you know, that's another conversation for time. So that brings about a great conversation. I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about marketing. So I know, Mo, you're, like, also a recording artist. Yes. And Minx, you, um, you're very um, into skin care and things of that nature. How important is marketing for you guys? Uh, you want to go first? Yeah. And wait, wait. Before you guys start, how old are you? Manx, how old are you? I'm 24. Mo, how old are you? I'm 26. So I will say this for the This Is 30 crew. Mm -hmm. I'm 31. I admire the young folks and how well and how great you guys are at marketing. Mm -hmm. I think y'all do it excellent. Um, yeah. So tell me how important it is to you. Um. Well, as a recording artist, I say it's like everything. It's kind of different difficult because um we live in an age where you have to follow market trends and I've learned that um so now like I was telling Francis in, in regards to like marketing you have to like follow what's popping right now and then try to like imitate that in a sense or try to ride the wave of that trend in order to get likes or follow bring awareness, to, bring what awareness to what bring awareness to what you're doing and especially with instagram and the algorithm and everything it's it's difficult but um it's a new age uh i definitely appreciate like traditional marketing like just like word of mouth and stuff like that but yeah um for me not so much personal but professionally i've just noticed how much it's literally somebody's job to sit there and study what you like, what attracts you to something, what's the first thing you think, and there, the end goal is always how can we make a consumer buy a product. So I just noticed how important marketing is, and you literally have to pay attention to detail from color to smell to every all of our senses. There's people watching you even on Instagram. They monitor how long you're looking at posts, mm -hmm. what you're looking at, how long you're looking at it, who are you sending it to, who's sending what to you. And through that, they're able to feed you more information and basically suck you into whatever they're trying to get you to do. So I do think marketing is basically taking over over our lives and it's something it's an important skill to learn. Yeah. Um, I need to ask you guys for advice. So with me, I kind of have a love and hate relationship with social media. Mm -hmm. I don't like uh, using social media every day. I kind of like plug unplug myself from social media a lot because I need to. But I. I'm trying to um, I'm trying to increase my listenership when it comes to this podcast, but I honestly just don't know what to do because most of the people that I look at that I feel like have big followings, they're heavy posters, yes. um, and they're also they're here for the gimmicks, mm -hmm. and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just don't know what else to call it, but I feel like it's they have very um, look at me mentalities like. Every outfit they wear, they're going to post. Every time they're outside of their house, whether it's to get breakfast or get dinner, is going to be on the gram. And I admire them for it, but I just, I'm trying to find a way to market, but also be myself. I don't want to step out of who I am. So what type of advice can you youngins give me? 
Um, I think personally, I have a Instagram page for my teeth whitening, and I notice that when I promote more and when I engage more with my followers, I get more bookings. Mm. And when I take some time off and I don't want to make posts, I don't get as many. Um, I think the part of staying to yourself and being who you are is finding a way to engage in a way that's still authentic to you. Mm. So maybe posting questions and having feedback, that's a way to engage. You've done lives where people like tune in and interact. Finding other ways to bring people into a conversation without you having to like, like you say, the gimmicks and you're posting your breakfast. I feel like a lot of people just post just to post. Like they just want to remain relevant. They want to keep those views coming. They want to keep people coming no matter what they're posting. And the only way to do that is by posting anything and everything. So a lot of times you'll see people literally post morning to night. By the end of the day, you saw it. You know, right. and that's the end goal. So finding ways to be on social media maybe throughout the day, but doing things that are more of your liking, posting questions, posting surveys, educating people on different things that you're interested in and things like that. Okay, I like that. And um, in, in regards to like Instagram, because like every platform is different, um, but in regards to Instagram particularly, um. Definitely posting on your story because if you're not a person who likes to post all the time, and it's definitely difficult with Instagram because you want to post something of content. Right. You don't just want to post to post. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say post on your story because your story doesn't have to be as tailored or it doesn't have to be as like edited or whatever you might want to do. like a theme. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a theme to it. So more so posting on your story, asking questions like she said, um, doing surveys. Um, I appreciate this. Look at me learning from the young folks. No, engaging is really like... It's draining, but it's so important. Because once you can get people to engage and like they trust you, they can actually start asking questions and stuff like that. And when you actually do post on your story, they'll send it out to their friends and be like, yeah, girl, what do you think about this? Or yeah, um, homie, what do you think about this? And the more people send your post out the more right people Insta- it's released to. Yeah, the mm-hmm. more people it's released to because of Instagram's algorithm. That's why I always say, like, I appreciate every single person who reposts yeah, uh, my podcast because you don't, number one, they don't have to. Right. Because I'm the type of person, I, I don't really, if you listen and you don't post, that's fine with me because right. I feel like support is support. But the people who do post it, I appreciate it a lot. And then moving forward from that, um, I, my problem also is that I feel like I'm touching the same people. So um, this year, one of my goals is to like break through um, to a different audience mm-hmm. or an ex- not a different audience, but an extended audience right. so that more people can know and to grow my following. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. But thank you, guys. Okay. Um, so moving moving forward, um, Mo, you're 26. Manx, you're 24. You have six years to to thirty, and you have four years to thirty. And this is this is the This Is Thirty podcast. So I just want to know how do you guys feel about approaching thirty? And Mo, you can answer first since you're closer. closer. (laughs) You're closer. Go ahead, Grandpa. Uh, If you guys can only see my facial expression right now, (laughs) but um. I don't know. It's kind of stressful. Um, I saw a post that um, my boy's getting grades, y'all. Yo, I've been had them, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's kind of stressful only because I saw a post saying that I have gotten to a place where I am never comfortable with um, where I am in life, and to me, that's like a good thing and a bad thing. Um, but I feel like I'm always gonna be that way because I've just always grown up to be an overachiever, um, especially as a person who uh, many people told me that, like, I dream too big or I'm not, I'm, I'm like, aiming too high. I Focus just, on your books. No, honestly. I just always have to, like, one-up. Not necessarily one-up people, but I have to achieve my goals and also ultimately show these people that I can do anything that I say I put my mind to. Absolutely. And I just haven't got there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I set like goals for myself. So I know that I want to achieve certain things before the age of 30 and I just haven't got there yet. So I stress about it every day, but I mean, take it a day at a time. So you're looking forward to 30. Um, I, 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 I would like take to take my time, time. <laughs> um, for sure. <laughs> when is your birthday? November 3rd. Oh, so you have, you have a little wow. Yeah. But still it's like, I damn. feel like people who are born late in the year, like you guys get that, that stretch. 
Yeah. And I, I just feel like, is 30 going to be my prime? Like, am I going to look old? Uh, I don't know. Black don't crack. But I know, I know that, but that all depends on what you eat and stuff. That's why I'm trying to get my body right now. You know what I'm saying? Trying to change my diet so I can look young forever. Hey, Mo, you want to tell the listeners what you had for lunch today? Mr. Get Your Life Together? Ooh. <laughs> I know that's right. I had water. <laughs> <laughs> With a side of fried chicken from the Chinese store, with some spare rib tips, and some fried rice. You take it one day at a time. (laughs) Okay, Minx, how do you feel about not approaching 30, but when you reach 30? I just hope by the time I reach 30, everything I've set my mind to do in the next two to three, four years is, if not completed, I'm at like 90%. Um, I think setting goals is important. I believe setting, having time frames and times to being timely and completing goals is very important. Obviously, especially with the pandemic and everything, it's really taught me that just because you have, a, you can have all the timelines in the world, you can have all the goals in the world. Number one, if it's not your time, it's not your time. And number two, like God's time is God's time, basically. Um, and everything's not going to happen on your accord. So I'm just finding the balance between having my goals, being timely, but also letting the universe do its thing and like letting everything play out. That's the okay. One. I That's like the one that. For sure. I like did you wait, quick question. Did you change your nail color? I sure did. Why did you do that? I sure did. I'll do it again. She had that yesterday. <laughs> you didn't I, I had know it but three days ago. but she uh-huh. just got her nails done. I was gonna send you a picture but I was like, I don't have time. Cause what she's gonna happened? be like, why? I just didn't like that pink. It was a guys. I don't like hot pink. I thought I could like it, so I got a little design, oh and it was not cute. So yes, I paid for a color change, and yes, I got gel, and yes, I don't care. Okay, moving period. forward. Period. When you when you have money, it's the period. Um, but moving <laughs> forward. Um, so now I'm gonna flip um the question, and for Mo, it's just a general question. So what have you learned? from maybe watching those who are older than you and Manx, it would be the same question, including me. <laughs> so what have you learned from your big sister or your other big sister? Um, not even from like, first of all, this example, you're not even included. Last week, me and my best friends were watching Bad Girls Club. And this is like back in the day. And these girls are literally like 25, 26, 27, 28 on TV getting crazy. Not even. They're like 21. Well, a lot of them were older too. True. But I was just like, I feel like we're so hard on ourselves these days. Like the, what is it, Gen Z you said I am? Yes, you are. Yeah. I feel like we're very hard and 25 feels like the new 30. But when I look up, especially not to all y'all, because, yeah, my sister and those around me, my older cousins, older friends I have, um, you guys just kind of set the standard. Like, I don't want to fall back. I want to fall forward kind of thing. So it's definitely motivating. And yeah, um, I would more. I would say that like I have. Um, it's difficult because like I try to instill it in my sister to like be a business person and like um, very traditional. Yeah, try to like do like things to like better yourself or like reach your goals like faster as a child. But like I feel like if I was to grasp that back then, it probably still wouldn't turn out the way I have wanted it too even though like i would have wanted to build a business when i was like 16 because i started a business when i was 16 but i didn't take it seriously i was i was like yeah i'm Mm. over this you know but um like if i would have listened to my parents like started my business or if i would have took my music more serious back then because i've been singing all my life um i feel like i would have been places like way far but i feel like everything's a learning experience and you just have to learn for yourself so it's kind of hard to say if i um like, would have learned a lesson back then from, like, my siblings. Because my siblings used to tell me all the time, like, you need to start now. You need to start mm. now. I'm like, I got time. Leave me alone. So maybe you feel like um, for your older older people who were encouraging you, mm-hmm. um, you wish you would have listened. I wish I would have listened, listened for sure. But it's, it's just a thing where, like, your parents discipline you and they tell you what you should and should not do. But you have to learn for yourself. Like, and, like you'll it will sink in when it's time for it to sink in so like those things sinked in like once i got to college i'm like okay what's next like right i'm not gonna be in college no more i have to find a job like how am i gonna pay my bills i don't want to be in my parents place forever so um i don't know everybody learns at their own time i just feel like not this generation 
the good thing about them is that they're learning like super fast, which is why I feel like us at the age of 23 at 26, we're like, damn, what are we doing with our lives? Because people who are 16, Younger 17 are, really are already on game. This is so crazy that you guys are speaking like this because that's how I feel. So just let's take a pause so I can give y'all y'all flowers. Y'all are truly inspiring to me as a 31 year old about to be 32 next week. Yeah, we up and it's up and stuck for that. <laughs> um, but you guys are very inspiring. Mo, when I see your music videos, when I see the content you drop, when I see you releasing singles on all platforms, all like I'm out. inspired. I'm like, damn, like y'all are really doing it. Minx, I can't even begin to talk about Minx and the way she moves and the confidence in which she moves mm -hmm. that I wish I had at her age because I didn't. And, you know, in African households, you know, the older you are, the worse it is for you because I, I crawled so she could walk. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I crawled so she could walk, but I do like just seeing her do things that, um, that I would have never done. And that she's I would have been. Thinker. Yeah. I would have never been, so the the real the only word I could use for it is I would have never been so confident because the thing is, um, especially for African households, what I'll say is if you set the pace, your parents or people will just follow. Facts. And I feel like she lives in her truth all the time. Right. And it may be annoying sometimes, but the truth is she lives in her truth. And I feel like everybody else just kind of adjusts. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the beauty of not only her, but just y'all, the mm -hmm. young generation, you know, we still, the older kids, we still cold switching. I'm still like, hi, mommy. How are you? Mm -hmm. What's the, like, you know, I'm right. still like switching and y'all are just y'all all, all right. and all the way through morning till night. So, um, and I, I just feel like you guys are doing the damn thing work. She just got her job. Like, I'm just proud of of not only her but y'all. Thank you. Um, and y'all yes. are extremely inspiring. No, seriously. No, but like you said, you crawled for us to walk. So like, <laughs> I'm running. Thank okay. you guys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys. Because oh, my Lord. sister and my older brother definitely did crawl. Crawl. No, they even scraped the ground <laughs> for me to be running. sprinting. The stuff y'all <laughs> like, are getting away with: vacations every week, trips. On the on it's the shade for me, but like, trips <laughs> on the trips on the fly, turn ups on the weekend, mm -hmm. like we could never. Like you said, <laughs> you have to just set the tone, and they'll just follow along. No, true, it is true, and I feel like um, the quicker you do that, the quicker your parents um, adapt, adapt, and and mm -hmm. and view you in your light of responsibility, right. like or independence, right. I should say. Um, so yeah, I think that's great. So. Okay, so I'm going back to the question about you guys and your view of 30-year-olds now. Um, like, is there anything that you see amongst um, 30 and up, the 30 and up crowd that you wish to mimic or something that you admire? Just give me one quality that you don't think is necessarily um, evident in your generation pool that you might see with us older folk. I admire the there's something down to earth about people who are 30 and above. Um, and I feel like it kind of matches like some part of my personality where people of my age group and especially these little ones coming up who are touching money is just this big thing to show, 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 show. And it's I just it's something that's very unnecessary. And I don't think people understand that when you want to show like it's cool to be proud of yourself. It's cool to want to show off. But the constant doing of it, not everybody's like you, not everybody's in your position. So I feel like while it's nice to show off, you also have to keep in mind that there's other people who aren't in your position. And I feel like that's when social media just starts playing. It starts playing with everybody's mind and people just, you know, don't take it too well. So if I can understand you correctly, you think that maybe the younger generation has a hard time um, knowing when or when not to uh, be braggadocious mm -hmm. and they always feel like all they wins got to be on front street. Definitely. And 30, like the older crowd kind of has that on lock where they, okay, it's that's like a, a good observation. Like, you get your flowers, but it don't got to be everyday flowers, flowers, flowers. Like it'd be, sometimes it's nonstop. 
Um, and I just think psychologically that plays a part on people who aren't there yet. So a lot of people are like, oh, I want to be 21 and making $100,000. In reality, if you're not, that's normal. Right. But because of how much it happens now, maybe 1%, which is still a lot of people, a lot of people are chasing something that's not really attainable at their age or during like at the time of life that they're in. Okay, that's a good one. Um, I would definitely say that um, the 30 and up crowd appreciate things more um like even when it comes down to small things well not even small things because i love music music is a big part of my life but like even when it comes to like music i feel like you guys appreciate things more you guys cherish things more like this new generation is always so on to the next it's like they're they're they want instant gratification instant gratification Mm -hmm. or it's like what's the next story or what's the next song or what's the next this like you guys take time to appreciate things. Do you know, like, in in the 90s, people used to put out one song a year? Yes. Albums used to have two, three-year runs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like now, people, it's New Music Friday every week. Right. Our attention spans are very, very, very short. Yes, And I it's because agree. we have allowed it allowed to it, yeah. be that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Because they're trying to, um, they're trying to, they're trying to cater to, the crowd and the, they're trying to cater to the younger generation because they feel like they're obviously they're going to be around longer, but it's like, damn, it sucks mm-hmm. for the the craft of things. Right. I agree. And if I, I gave y'all y'all flowers, but in, in, in the realm of critiques, I would say the same thing. I feel like as, as inspirational as the younger generation is, there's a microwavable essence that yes, surrounds you guys. For sure. And it's like quick results, fast stuff, like, um, and yeah, no time is really spent. And that's okay because um, production is always a good thing, mm-hmm. but sometimes there's a lesson in the quality of production. Exactly. And when you don't go through like the all the steps... steps you don't learn everything you need to learn. So yeah, you might know how to do the job, but did you acquire all the the real skills that also come with it mm-hmm. and and not just the the end result. Right. Um so that's what I would say about y'all. Um and this question might be redundant, but just see if it's not something you mentioned what frustrates you the most other than, you know, it being a fast a fast-paced generation and um the capping or the over exertion of oneself, what frustrates you the most about your generation? Um, that I have to keep up. It's sometimes mm. that I don't feel like posting or, and especially as an artist, I have to like have my page engaging and I have to come up with different content and I'm trying to keep up with these artists who are already signed and stuff like that. Just having to like deal with that algorithm is annoying sometimes. Like sometimes I don't want to, or sometimes like, it's not even, I hate to say it, but it's not even me to post some of the stuff I post, but it's like, I have to do it because I'm trying to reach a certain demographic that I'm trying to reach. And it's just like, mm. I have to do what I have to do. But that's the part that annoys me the most. That's sure. that's really cool. I like that because it's like, you don't like it, but you got to play the game. Yeah. Mm. I think I have to agree because it's like, sometimes you don't even want to do it, but if you don't do it, you you fall back and you get left behind. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you're really left with no choice. It's really frustrating. Having to keep up. Is but that's with everything. That's with fashion. That's with posting. That's with your shoe game, your car game, where you're going. Everything. And it's so hard that even unconsciously when you think you don't care. Because I have friends who tell you like, I don't care about, I don't care about looking like everybody else. It's one way or another in your life, you're you're doing it. Even but it's become so unconscious how, that yeah. you just do it. And some part of your mind wants people to see it, whether or not you want to admit it. Yeah. Mm. And that's the part that's like, it's sickening. Cause like it's even like, now what? it's just like, sometimes people go to parties and like, they're like, every time I go out, I have to have a section, like humble yourself. Cause <laughs> right. I used to be standing in parties. You know what pisses me off? The, the ends that people will go to <laughs> the lengths people will go to, to keep up. Yeah. If I don't got it, I don't got it. But people will scam their way hurt other people like they will do whatever it, it and that's what pisses up. me off because there's a lot of innocent and people not, in this world who get taken for granted just so the next person could be on top or just so they could look hot no but it's not the, the sad part it. the sad part is that they go to these lengths to 
look up, not to be up. Right. It's just a look up, which is the sad part. And that's what annoys me also. I've always felt like if you can spend that much energy into uh, attempting to look a certain way, you could have just spent it like trying to at least get there or at least be halfway there because that would be better than faking the funk. I recently just watched this movie that was probably really relative to like what we're talking about. And basically, um, this guy was living at his uncle's like mansion, was driving all his cars, bagged the girl, wiped her up. And the uncle was like, I'm moving back home. And now they had to move into like a little one bedroom apartment. And she was like, where's the car? He's like, we're driving some a hoopty, basically. And it's just like you try to stay on top so much that you thought you had a life that was never yours. And that's literally some people's everyday life in reality. I know that uh, when my generation was around you guys' age, um, there was definitely a little bit of scamming. But I will say you guys are the scammer of the scammers. It's an all-time For high. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Which you guys so are... People, like, it's so... People will sell stuff on eBay. You will never get it. People will swipe cards, fraudulent checks. Y'all know, y'all know things. on and on. <laughs> It's and sickening, on, actually. Do y'all know a few scammers personally? Personally, they're I my plead friends. The fifth. They're my friends. <laughs> Not they're my friends. They're good people. But <laughs> no, they are. They're very generous. <laughs> they share their wealth, baby. <laughs> okay, they break bread for real. <laughs> no, honestly. But what type yeah. of scams do you guys know of? I know the card swiping. I know what's no 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 elaborate. What's the card swiping? There's you can. Basically, copy somebody's card information onto a blank oh card God, um, and basically have access to their account. Um, I personally got scammed multiple times on Amazon where they kind of hack your account. And since your card information is there and it's saved, you know, Amazon, you can literally check out in 2.5 seconds on regular. So they'll start checking out mad stuff, send it to your house. If you don't notice, they just flip the script. They'll lock you out your Amazon account and start using your card. So check check your bank statements. This is um, crazy. People will scam you on PayPal. Yeah, um, yeah PayPal. I used to work at Bloomin'. Been... I used to work at Bloomingdale's, and the, the scammers I had to deal with, and it used to annoy me because I used to get happy to cater to like my black customers, because mm. um, I'm like, you have money. You're like showing these people that like black people are up there. Like I'm I'm gonna service you to the best of my ability. But then they would scam me. And that's the part that annoyed me because mm. it's like what they what they do is they come in, they'll like buy several things, um, and then they'll return it and put it on a um, return card, put the balance on a return card, and then a return card that can only be used at the store. A return card that can only be used at the mm. store, but they like use somebody else's card to make all those purchases, mm. and then they put the balance on a return card, and then they'll sell the return card to somebody. For a cheaper price mm. um so let's say they bought like three thousand dollars worth of shoes and they returned it and they put it on a return card the card has three thousand dollars and they'll sell it to somebody for two thousand dollars um but there's a whole bunch i think i've kind of like tuned out of what they do because it's really hard to keep up yeah and the amount of money they bring in honestly it's annoying and frustrating to even listen to so i'm pretty sure like the card game has always been lit since i was probably 16 or in college that's crazy um so i'm pretty sure they're way more advanced yeah than they were before that's not my business though honestly let me stop snitching love (laughs) y'all love yours um okay so i want to move on to adulting because um even though i look at y'all um i look at y'all like y'all kids y'all are y'all are adults you are you know maybe we grown um you're a little grown. I hate it sometimes. Um, but adulting is ghetto, right? Very ghetto. Severely. It's like, ghetto. This is what you want. Do not recommend. This Zero is, out this of is the life you wanted. Hate it here. <laughs> like, if I could turn back the hands of time. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't turn back the I mean, it's enjoyable. I would, honestly. I wouldn't. It's enjoyable, but mm-hmm. it definitely has its yikes, like head scratch moments. Not, like, what am not I doing? even like the responsibilities. Like, it's not only the responsibilities. It's, it's like, I'd be tired. Like mm-hmm. That too. It's taking a toll on my body. Yeah, I'm tired. I woke up today, y'all, and it felt like somebody took my body like it was a baseball bat, slammed it against the wall, and put me back in bed. <laughs> I work from home, and I'm tired. All right. He has I'm, no te- I'm telling you. Same here. Like, same here. Like, right now, I drank a Red Bull. I thought I was going to be awake, but I'm getting a little sleepy. Yeah. Um. So, you guys both recently moved out. 
Yes. And is this your uh, both of you's first apartment? Like legitly, not not a part of school or campus. Paying rent out of my pocket. Yes, this is my first time. <laughs> yeah, paying rent out of my like out of my own funds. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And um, you guys are roommates. Yes. Yes, we are. And how um how is living on your own been so far? Um, comparative to living with the parentals. Um, it's just a little, it's a, like a, un, a unseen and unknown kind of free. Yeah. Um, I feel like I don't really have to check like, oh, your music is too loud or I don't know, just like different things. If I want to wake up and drink at 10 a.m., I'm going to wake up and drink at 10 a.m. <laughs> and nobody's going to ask me I'm an alcoholic. Well, like, you know your dad wouldn't mind that anyway. Honestly. <laughs> but um, it's just this, I don't know, I just don't feel like, I feel like when, you, when I was living at home, in the back of my head, it was just always a thought of what are they going to say or like, what are they going to do? I'm coming home at three o'clock in the morning. And I'm ready to hear a speech in the morning about I shouldn't be outside or doing whatever. What am I doing outside with people or what's going on? Um, I feel like I just, I feel free. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely say the free aspect is like the best part. I just really can't stand the first of the month. Like I hate it. I wish we could skip over the day. Yeah, honestly. Um, because when that, that money leaves my account, I just want to cry. Like, uh, but Mo, I have a question for you. Being that you're a guy, um, is living by yourself a a completely opposite experience from living at home, or did your parents kind of like they weren't too hard on you? Because I um, do think that girls have it different from girls. Definitely have it different. Um, well, with my situation, it Muhammad was, did whatever he wanted. I'm gonna just say that. Yeah, basically, like. We had the but Africans will be African. We had the conversation of setting the tone for your parents, and I like set the tone in high school. Like, listen, y'all gonna punish me or not, but I'm gonna still be outside. Like, <laughs> like, and if y'all kick me out, I'm gonna stay at my friend's house, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, like it's to the point where my parents actually wanted me to stay. They didn't want me to move out, mm. but. My parents moved, and when they moved, I was, like, talking hella shit. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get my own place. I'm going to get my own place. So when they moved, it was like, <laughs> you said you was going to get your own place. And they didn't, like, make space for me when mm. they were moving. Mm. So I was sleeping on the couch, and I was like, I'm not doing that. So I had to get up out of there. Okay. Um, I think for me, I was living, like, independently in school for, like, about six years. So coming home, I was just like, I, I already knew I, my patience was wearing thin. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Um, I don't know. My parents didn't want me to leave either. They were like, save your money. What's out there? And they had basically got to a point where it's just like, you can do whatever you want. Just let us know you're, you're, you're safe. And I'm really, really, really stubborn. And that wasn't even enough for me. I was just like, I don't want to call you. So it got to a point where my mom would call me. I'm not paying. If you want to talk to me, text me. Because I'm about to be outside trying to have fun. And my mother's calling me. But it's just so baffling to me why parents, like, care when they're, like, when I was in college, you was not calling me that to see too. where I was. So, so I, would I don't go understand. Days and nobody and I'm I'm pretty sure my parents are under some illusion that when I was in school I had a curfew. <laughs> Cause I used to go to college and my dad used to be like when I come home for the weekend to be like, So what time do I have to take you back before Little the dorms close? You know, and I'm like, I have high. to be back at seven PM <laughs> me knowing dang well it's a party at ten o'clock and I need time to go get ready. Like so <laughs> we was like, We're gonna show up fashionably late and show up at midnight and then we don't get home till four in the morning so honestly i think that um i think that uh some of our parents um issues with us being home and returning late is mostly a safety issue i personally think i know half of it is them being annoying mm -hmm. um and just african especially for the africans but i think another is just safety i, I mm. even living with my sister and my sister is generally cool. But when I was like early 20s and I live with my sister, because my mom doesn't care about anything. Like my mom has never, my mom does not have the uh, the ideology of an African parent. Mm -hmm. She like, she's, I don't want, I don't even know how to explain her because she's, she's she wants to know where I'm at, where I'm doing, but I never had the issues the that issue. I had with right. like in my dad's house right. and my mom's house because she was just, she wasn't your typical African parent. Mm -hmm. But I will say, um, when I lived with my, dang, what point was I trying to make? When I lived with my sister, 
in my early 20s, she would be like, you have you have to be home at one o'clock. And I would be like, what? Like and she would be like, if you are home afterwards, like you have to like if you're going to be late, you have to call me and or you have to stay at a friend's house because like I don't want you coming in like that late. But her excuse for that was I have three kids. They're young in age. Um, I don't like I just don't. It's a safety issue. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't want you coming home at that hour. Like, and I have a home, I have a husband, like, you know, I don't want you feeling like it's okay. And I understood that. I feel like if you make the rules for your abode, Mm -hmm. then those are the rules for your abode. Like, um, so I think that sometimes they care about safety. Yeah. It's a safety, but the same way I want to get wild at 1am, I'll get wild at 1pm. But I, I, I like get it. Not like it's, it's just a whole thing about like going back to, when you when when it's time for you to like for that lesson to sink in it will sink in right um, right because like i get it like there's a lot of things that my parents told me and i just didn't understand the logic like my parents used to be like you're not allowed to sleep over people's house and i'm like why not um and that's one thing it was just my they want to pick and choose like i feel like it was just very picky choosy because if i wanted to spend the night somewhere i could spend the night but if I'm coming home, be home before one o'clock, before two o'clock. But I like totally get it because there's like, especially nowadays, you hear stories mm-hmm. about crazy things like the kid who like slept over at his friend's house and then the kid end up dead and they don't know what happened to him. Right. Um, that's like wild. And just imagine a parent having to go through that. So I can right. understand why parents do the things they do or say the things they do. But at the same time, it's just like in my thought process in that moment in time, leave me, to, leave me alone. I was about to curse, curse, but mm-hmm. not curse, leave me alone. But you guys are so. But generally speaking, you guys are enjoying living alone. Yes, yeah, or like you know, away from the the cuotas of the. Parents. I don't even. I don't even think. I, mean, it, I just like having my own time. I like having my own um, space. growing up African, like your parents come home, you have to go downstairs and greet. Like it's just. I feel like mentally there's just such a big routine that becomes part of your unconscious. Like it's just becomes something you do. You don't even realize you're doing it until you don't want to do it anymore. And I think I just got tired of doing certain things, not because I didn't want to do it, but sometimes you just be tired. Like I want to come home from work and I don't want to have to go have conversation. Like I just want to be alone. And now living with my friends, if they don't, if I'm in my room, I'm in my room. And it's like, if my room is dirty, then let my room be dirty. Or if there's dishes in the sink, I'm going to get to it when I get to it. Like, (laughs) I know that's right. Yeah. It's just like being home. Being forced to do things that you don't want to do just so you don't hear them saying anything. Cleaning up after people who are like grown, that used to annoy the mess out of me. Like Mm. I just, yeah. Cause daddy will eat an orange and throw the peels in the sink and walk that's away. So crazy to and me. when you don't clean it, it's a problem. <laughs> like, how are you mad? I ain't clean the mess you made. I think that is so wild. I think once you just get to, to skip a the certain, garbage. skip the garbage, but throw it in the sink. My like. dad is good for that. Um, okay, so what are some things uh, that might have surprised you about living on your own? I think. Like Muhammad mentioned earlier, I'm a very critical thinker. I will think things through front ways, back ways, up ways, down ways. Mm-hmm. And I will come up with 25 different solutions and problems that could occur. Nothing really surprises me so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. But I also feel like I've had a really good experience as far as apartment searching. And this apartment people who I'm living se. with. Where I'm How living. many months are you guys in? Four, what, five. Four. Mm-hmm. Been here since October. Yeah. How many months is that? Uh, five months in. Yeah. Um, which is like what half our lease. Yeah. Um, I'm not really surprised, but then again, I kind of did live independently, like in school, so it wasn't. It was something similar. The only difference is the money's coming out my my pockets every thirty, thirty one days faithfully yeah she don't miss a day she don't okay so what about you mo what um surprised you anything surprised you about living on your own um nothing really surprised me um i'm just surprised i'm not surprised at the fact that like i'm able to like come up with rent but i'm just surprised that like your boy's really doing it like without my without my parents help like mm, having to cook dinner you don't cook every day every day I mean, but, like, I can't just come home and eat. 
That's a fact. Like they just. I mean, at my parents' house, they just be food. Oh no, not at mine. If there's no food in this fridge, I'm not eating dinner unless I cook, and that is honestly surprising. Um, And this fridge be empty sometimes. And I be looking inside like, so there ain't nothing, (laughs) not even a sandwich. It be empty. So, so fending for yourself. Yeah, literally. Literally. Um, um, Okay, so you guys seem to have. Be having a great experience on yeah, the first move out, for sure. Um, and you guys seem to have uh, picked the correct roommate situation, yes, because that can be a little problematic um, for some people. Yeah. Um, all right, so you guys are your age, twenty four, twenty six. Why do you think generally though foreign kids have such like? Um, I wouldn't say a hard time, but why do you think they leave the nest so much later than American kids? Because I feel like in American culture, it'd be like, when you 18, you got to get out of my house. And for like Africans, West Indian kids, it's, I know, I know people making a hundred thousand dollars a year that still live at home with their parents. Like it's just a, a normal thing. Why do you think that is, is it the unity of, or the, the definition of family when it comes to our cultures or what? Um, I would definitely say, like, especially, like, knowing from experience, my sister, I had asked her because I just didn't understand. Like, my sister is a psychiatrist at um, Rikers Island. She's making bank. Mm. Um, and She still lives at home? She still lives at home. How old is she? This girl hides her age from me. You literally so. called your mom. <laughs> She's 38. Or 37. I don't know. Really? I don't know. We have to call his mom for confirmation. She'd be hiding her age. Like, I asked her how old she turned last year, and she was like, mind your business. Just say happy birthday. I was like, okay. But um, I asked her, why are you still here? Like, you can afford to be by yourself. And she was like, I don't have no nigga right now. And why would I be by myself? Like, And I was like, well, when you're here, you lock your door. You go in your room. You don't want nobody to bother you. And she was like, but I have the option to open my door <laughs> and walk, walk out to the living room and see people in the living room. Does she help your parents? They don't need help with anything. Yeah, that's because that's how like uh, African parents are like that. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter how much money you're making. They're like, you're always you, welcome here. They're you're, like, don't give me anything. No, honestly. Like. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, I'm sorry. But you told your sister's story, but you didn't you didn't say why. Why do you think? African kids sometimes so, have a hard time. I think it's more so like the family aspect of they've grown up so close to their family that in order for them to leave, there has to be something that they're leaving for. So most people, most Africans, when they are moving out, they're moving out because they've gotten engaged or they they have to move because they're like working out of state or you don't like really see a lot of people just like move out of their parents' house. It's, but like this generation, like you're seeing them more, but like. There's still some ones lingering. Yeah. I definitely, definitely feel like being African or just being foreign, your parents feel like you have to have a reason. So I know for sure mm-hmm. if I wanted to get a job in another state and move, my dad would be all for it. Right. I know if I was getting engaged, he'll be all for it. Um, but me being at the time I was 23 and I was like, yeah, I want to move out. He's like, you're not even 24 yet. And I'm like, what, what is so special about the number 24? (laughs) What is going to change in the next two, three months? That's going to make it sensible for me to move out. Um, I think it's a matter of just like, they're just almost scared to let you go. I think Africans just have this thing of ended, like they want you independent, but to a certain point and at a certain point, independence has to stop. And I think they just always want to feel like you like you need them, like you depend on them. Yeah. But um Yeah, I was twenty five when I left and they weren't he has happy his, either. His, his ritual every single time his child tries to leave the house. Yeah, it wasn't a good thing. It's yeah. never good. But, but still like my mom, like the other day she stopped by, she brought like water and she brought detergent and she I thought you brought that. Nope. <laughs> it was my mama. Uh, she was like, Yeah, I bought some things from ShopRite. Come downstairs. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> my mom's always like, Come get food, yeah. or I bought you this plant, or yeah. I bought you guys something for the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But, but that's I how think, they are. Like, yeah. it's weird. They have a hard time adjusting to us leaving. And and then once they they find their happy place with you, mm-hmm. it's like when I go home, my dad is like, Did you go shopping? Mm-hmm. Like, in the garage to get <laughs> your stuff. Like, so. Honestly. But I cool. feel like I have the best relationship from a distance with my parents Mm, like especially with my mom like 
being in that house with my mom can be very terrible. Mm. But like when me and my mom, me and my mom talk every day. She calls me every day and she prays on the phone with me every day. Um, and it's just a good relationship. Like you would think like we're, we are the best of friends, but us together for too long, it could be terrible. Mm. So I do think that there's that overbearingness yeah. that sometimes can harm any relationship, especially as, um, young kids are navigating into adulthood so it can be a little um it can it can be a little traumatizing if you stay in close vicinity with that person all the time Mm -hmm. it is very freeing and it's it's cool to just be like you know when i'm annoyed i'm out (laughs) like you know i that the power of leaving when you are triggered or annoyed is that's what i love the most about literally living by myself and just being on my own but I think a lot of times, too, I feel like people my age, like conversations I've had with people who do want to move out is more so a lot of them do want to live alone. But it's like you could, even though you could probably afford to live alone, you wouldn't be living how you want to be living. Right. You live in like literally whatever you're making is going towards you and you wanting to stay alone. So I think another thing is to finding people who like you trust to actually live with. Because personally, if I had to find roommates who I didn't really know and this would have been me getting to know them, I probably wouldn't have done it. I think what made it so nice and comfortable this time around is like I know like these are my friends. I know who I'm moving in with. I know what I'm getting myself into. Mm-hmm. And there are really no not really any surprises because we, we've known each other for years. And that's also something that's very helpful. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people had bad situations, not mainly because they decided to move out or where they decided to live, but who they decided to live with Mm -hmm. and that's why a lot of people too are like i've seen what they went through i don't want to go through the same thing either so i'll just stay at home till i have a reason to really leave yeah picking the right roommate is extremely important and i would say like for um for the people who are trying to move out i would say like just check your reasonings Mm -hmm. like i don't feel like you should ever uh, I mean, I know desperation sometimes calls for, you know, immediate action, but I don't think if you don't have to, I don't think that you should move out out of desperation right. because I think that it leads to poor uh, decision making um, and just like it could be a recipe for disaster. For sure. Okay. So this conversation has been so great thus far and we're about to close it off. We're about to end it. Um, let me get the round of applause going. Hey. Period. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Um, So that round of applause (laughs) is for the fact that both of you received your master's this year. Well, last year. Period, Pooh. Yes, last year. Class of May 2020, you heard? Okay. Yes. So, um, I mean... I would say it's, it is an accomplishment, but in an African household, it's pretty standard. Very standard. It's very standard to have your master's by 2021 because um, <laughs> they expect nothing less. Um, but like in all seriousness, um, how was receiving your master's? Like, did you feel this big sense of accomplishment? How did it feel? I think personally, I would have felt more accomplished if I had received my degree and everything and got a job right after. Um, And this whole time, I think I was under this illusion or thought that as soon as I get my degree, I shouldn't have a problem finding a job. Now, whether or not that's because of the pandemic, I'm not really sure. But um, pause, pause. Let's rewind it. First thing I didn't bring up is the fact that you guys graduated with your master's in the midst of a pandemic. Yes. So you did not get to walk. No, we didn't. How was that? I honestly still don't feel like I really graduated. I feel like uh-huh. they owe me some money. I don't I don't know. I feel like everybody's story is kind of different. Um, Muhammad celebrated graduation. I saw. Mind you, I from saw. 7 a.m. <laughs> to Man, 3 a.m. the following morning. I said that I'm going to enjoy this graduation. He, I don't care what nobody says. He was or not. drunk the morning of his I was ceremony till the nighttime. And even through a party, through a graduation party in a pandemic. I'm not talking about August pandemic. I'm talking about May. We're on lockdown. Literally, my mom was like, keep your mask on. Okay. So despite the pandemic, you still feel like you celebrated a good deal. Um, Only because I had to. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I've just grew up where my parents have never been the type. Not saying my parents are great parents, but they have never been the type to... 
celebrate, celebrate me mm. because they just knew that I've always been the child who is going to get it done. Like they've right. never had to like check up on me to see if like my homework was done. They've never been the type to see if I was failing. They've never been the type to see if I applied to colleges because they knew I was going to get it done somewhere mm. or another. So like even when I went to grad school, I didn't want to go to grad school. They had forced me to go to grad school. And at that time, I didn't have like a nine to five drop job and I wanted to work at iHeart for real, for real. Um, Yo, iHeart. No, honestly, I wanted to work mm-hmm. there so bad, but um, didn't get in. So I ended up going to grad school and through grad school, I ended up getting my dream job. So I already had my dream job like during my process of going to school. So we I could have quit. Yeah, we did. I could have quit school, but I was just like, might as well finish. Right. Um, so I had to celebrate myself because even when I graduated, my mom, like, oh, she gets me so tight. She was like, so doctorate is looking <laughs> is looking promising. And I'm like, yo, I'm not going to school. Again. Uh, said every African parent like, in the universe. It's not happening. She's yeah. like, you don't want to be the president of the United States. No. My no. dad was like, if you could do this, then PhD is nothing. <laughs> like, no, it's Yo, not happening. I'm like, bro. He said, you don't want to be doctor? <laughs> no, I don't, actually. Okay, so fast forward to what Minx was saying um, before I cut her off. So you expected, girl, you expected to find a job. You were not even a year out when of graduation. When I tell you I was searching high and dry, I expected, I graduated in May. I said by the end of August, your girls will have a full-time you know, position. You know, you know. That's this new generation. And yeah. But you know, when you, you know, chase harder than you do anything nah, else, you're going to get there eventually. Listen Took to me. Took a little bit longer than expected. Your time frame was perfect. What, what are you, time? you're like about seven, eight months. Yeah. Yeah, that's. That's pretty. Do you remember Jobless and Underpaid, the documentary? Bro, I wanted it fresh out. Her story it wasn't even a bad story. Because, like, right. I graduated undergrad in 2016. I did not get a decent job until 2018. Mm-hmm. To find, like, a good nine, like, literally, I would have interviews. I would almost get it. And then, like, something would fall off. Or, like, I legit was supposed to work at Sesame Street corporate. Didn't happen. I was supposed to work at Viacom corporate. Didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to work at BET. Didn't happen. Like, Yeah, that's not bad at all. Especially with you going to school. That's why I had to go to grad to school. Yeah. Right. And I, I did the same. Can you imagine 2011? I didn't get my first career job until 2017. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't get I didn't. Shameless plug, if you've never seen Jobless and Underpaid in America, A College Graduate's Worst Nightmare, go check it out on my YouTube. it is a Um, nightmare. But it was a real thing. I was just like, bro, I'm not doing this to make the bare minimum. I didn't even... Because the thing is, we're supposed to be getting good paying jobs off that bachelor's. Facts. And a lot of people don't. Um, A lot of people don't. And yeah. The fact that they'll even tell you that you don't qualify... Yeah. Like for jobs that you don't even need a degree for. Bruh. Like who you're hiring for these positions? But Pete doctors? But that's why like it, this all goes back to like um, you you were very prepared for this like interview because you, you like had some good segue questions and it all ties in. <laughs> but like that goes back to the whole sibling and like them teaching you things because like I learning the experience that I had and seeing how like all these people had experiences, like there are people in this world that have more experience than you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why they were getting the jobs and I wasn't because they've been starting to intern like since they were freshmen in college. Some people started when they were in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, so mm-hmm. me and my stupid internship that I started senior year was not cutting it at all. Mm-hmm. And that's why like, my sister, when she started off freshman year, I was like, bro, you need to get a job. You need to get an internship. You need to get this. Yeah. You need to get that. And she's like, bro, you're doing too much. Like, But that's the way it's got to be now. If you want a job graduating college, you need to be on it now. Like, In addition to that, what Manx was saying, and somebody told me this, the game is so effed up that, yes, mm-hmm. people with PhDs are are applying for the bachelor's or master's right. levels jobs. So who you think the company's going to take? They're going right. they're going to 
they're going to cut back their pay efforts right. with somebody who has a PhD willing to take any job they can get, mm-hmm. who has the experience, and they're going to screw you over who you should be getting the job. But they're going to screw you over to get somebody with more experience who's willing to take lower pay. Right. Um, but I I think that things are getting a little bit better. Um, they're not as they're not at the best level, of course. Um, but I don't want to say school is not a scam. And school is awesome. I will forever say that. I have friends who swear you don't need college and they're like self-made entrepreneurs. But everything isn't for everybody. And I don't think, I think I made the best decision by going to school. Absolutely. I don't understand. I don't even know where my life would have been. Like I had no plan. And I feel like going to school and even though I hated it and I changed my major like three different times, doing all that, I developed a plan. Exactly. And I think I feel I really feel like education and the experience you get in college, you cannot get from reading a thousand books. You can't get it like there's something about professors who have lifelong um, history and the content that they're teaching. There's something about interacting with people who are studying the same thing as you. There's something about that experience that is really life changing and listen if i'm i'm most likely going to get my phd but if i if i had the opportunity to go to school for the rest of my life for free i would have a thousand degrees Mm. same here but it ain't free so it's not happening i would literally they could be paying me to go to school i still might change my mind i love school i mean me per se i'm i'm one of those the person she was talking about was me um in terms of I don't think, uh, in in terms of thinking school is a scam, I don't think it's a scam. But for me personally, who I like work in the music industry, like corporate, um, I didn't like a lot of people in my industry don't even have college degrees. So um, it's a more so experience thing. I feel like in my case, school did play a part in me getting my job only through the connection. So I would have to say, it was God, because if I had went to any other school, I wouldn't have got the job that mm. I got. I got the job through a teacher at my school. Um, so I would just say that, like, my situation was God. Um, but to each his own, I guess. Won't he do it? You know? Um, are both of you currently working in the fields of your choice? Um, yeah, I always wanted to work in the music industry. Um, I said I'm either going to be, well, I'm, I'm still an artist. I, I always said I want to be in the front end of music or the back end of music, and I'm doing both right now. Um, obviously, I would like to take the forefront of music like more seriously, but when that takes off, that will take off. But mm-hmm. right now, I'm doing both. Nice. And yeah, I, I'm in, I work in the cosmetic industry, um, and it's everything I ever wanted to do is exactly why I went to school, so... I'm really happy about that. Took some time, but made it. It didn't take any time, bro. Stop saying that. <laughs> it really did. Okay. Well, this was absolutely wonderful Um, on this wonderful Monday morning. Minx, you're fresh back. Fresh back from a trip, right? Fresh back from a trip? Fresh back from a trip. It's Monday morning, the Monday after Valentine's Day. I just came back. I know. Like, I can't even believe. I know. But thank you guys. <laughs> thank you guys for listening to the This Is 30 podcast. Don't forget to tell a friend 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 to tell a friend. And they mama and they daddy and they cousin. And they mama and they daddy and they other cousin to listen to the This Is 30 podcast. Wasn't this conversation so great? No, it was very engaging. And I like talking about like real life things as yes to you should bring me in more often you Let's guys see what the viewers say and definitely if you guys me. want me back just tag skin bay or something i don't know what that anyway is. follow me on my music page <laughs> I, I am malcolm that's i am m-a-l-k-a-l-m i am malcolm i'm going to and tag follow all me of at underscore francis xo that's underscore f-r-a-n-c-e-s-x-o hugs and kisses I S, not E S. It's a disrespect, and I hope your father is listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, fun fact: I gave Manx her first Instagram name. Uh, when Guys, she- it, it was the year. I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> it was the year 2014 or 2013. It was the year 20 something. I don't know. This woman. <laughs> <laughs> don't call me a child <laughs> decides on a thanksgiving night out of all the names she could have given me for my instagram tag name whatever guys for a good three years yes. my name was underscore no complex no e 
underscore sim- simplicity because my sister felt that I was so simple but so complex at the same time. No, I used to be like, if it isn't complexity, <laughs> complexity in and the And people really <laughs> took it and ran with it. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Teacher Moses because that album is something fierce. Um, but yes, thank you for listening to This Is 30 Podcast. I will see you next week. And next week is my birthday. So make sure y'all come with the gifts. Make sure y'all come with the energy, et cetera, et cetera. We lit all weekend. Anytime.